Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Coffee Black. Hey, did you download the Anchor app yet? Because if you didn't, you're missing out on probably the best part of my show. Um, my sleeper picks are super fucking dope. And with the Anchor app, you get a 30 second snippet of every song that I select for every episode. So if you don't have Anchor, you're missing out on the best experience and the best listening uh, listening experience for this show. Plus, with the Anchor app, you can start your own podcast. Get out there and say something if you feel like you have something to say. So get the fucking app, man. Don't be lazy. It's one download, and it's uh, it's in the Google Play Store. I just found out that it's in the Apple uh, Apple App Store or whatever you guys have over there but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the Anchor app it's free to download it's easy to sign up you can use Facebook even so do me a favor if you, li- if you like this show and you want to experience this show the best way possible download the fucking Anchor app and get in the show Yo, do y'all fuck with my sleeper section? I feel like since some of y'all don't have the Anchor app, y'all missing out on the experience. So what I did was, I went on Spotify, and I started to put together the the playlist. Spotify is 100% free. All you got to do is download the app, go in the search bar, type in fire in the kitchen sleeper section, and it should be right there in front of you. Daily songs added, just like daily podcasts. So every day I drop a show, there's a new song for you, or two. If you enjoy music, or you enjoy my sleeper section, I made the playlist for you. Straight from DJ Coffee Black. Appreciate you. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Get Coffee Black. Fire in the Kitchen podcast. Late, late show today. Unfortunately, I got out of the bed uh, later than I wanted to. So, whatever. Um, 
but it is what it is. I'm not gonna be late for work. I just didn't get up and get around to uh, recording like I should have yesterday or today. Been a little slack in that regard lately. Not a, uh, I'm not exactly putting the focus that I usually put into the show lately. Uh, I don't know if it's been a refl- uh, these past couple of episodes have been a reflection of the way my life is going, but shit's <laughs> shit's a little slow at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, everything is uh okay. It's just I'm not getting the um. I don't know, man. Missing some passion. Missing some excitement. Missing some, uh... It's probably the time of year where I was, uh, doing the most. (laughs) If you will. Uh, trying to scramble up some cash for Christmas time. So, um, around this time of year, it seems very boring to me. Um, but anyway, before I get too deep into the show, um... Give a shout out to the way. Shout out to the, all of the listeners across the various streaming platforms, be it Google Play, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, the Apple Podcast app, um, Anchor. God, 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 thank you for Anchor. Um, and Overcast and Podcast and Radio Public. All of those fine, fine uh, folks who have given me a platform. For you to listen to my voice on a regular basis. Um, shout out to all of my listeners, man. Shout out to the, the day ones. Anybody who's been fucking with me since I started this, John. Shout out to all of my past guests. I don't know if I've said that on here before. But shout out to every, any and everybody who has been a, uh, a guest on this show. Uh, a member of the Fire in the Kitchen staff, if you will. Um... Shout out to my, anybody's picking this shit up for the first time. You know, shout out to my newbies. Uh, folks with y'all. Uh, shout out to anybody who's giving me a share, a like, a comment. Uh, I told somebody to subscribe. You know, any of that shit. Um, and shout out to the people who don't fuck with me. That's that's cool too. You know, some kind of, somehow, subconsciously, you are motivating me to be uh, the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? If if nobody hates you, and uh, that means nobody is respecting what you do. So, uh, now that I got that out of the way, um, y'all know my favorite show is The Sopranos. And uh, getting deeper and deeper into the show, I think I'm on the fifth season. Um, past episode, you know, I don't know. Like I said, man, I get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of game from all kinds of different media platforms, and uh, I don't know, man, like this, this past episode kind of struck a chord with me, because um, Meadow, Tony's oldest daughter, I don't know if I talked to you, or I this show at all, because doesn't really have very interesting character arcs, it's just kind of a, a typical adolescent um a fluent child, if you will, but, um, she's in college, and she's in her junior year, and she has a boyfriend by the name of Finn, you know, they had, they had a bit of an impasse in their relationship, 
Um, Finn is the son of a regular professional, somebody who gets their money the quote-unquote right way. And Meadow is the firstborn of a mafia don, a mafia princess, if you will. So, you know, they're from two different worlds. And uh, <clears throat> they're having a hard time with their communication. They're having a hard time understanding where their future is going to be. And they're having a hard time taking care of themselves financially because Finn has been cut off by his parents um, because he graduated. You know, he's out of college. He's done. Um, his next step is to go to graduate school. He wants to become a dentist. And uh, Meadow being <laughs> of the ilk she comes from, you know, her pockets are, are straight. She's good. She, she doesn't necessarily have to work for her money. You know, she's literally only struggling because she wants to be with Finn. And, uh, I don't know, there's a beef there, there's a tension there. You know, so Meadow being, um, the loving child that she is, uh, she asked her dad to get him a job. So Finn takes a job in construction with the wise guys, which is a total culture shock for this man. And... You know, there are parallels there for me in my life. You know, I come on here and uh, plainly establish before that I come from a certain lifestyle, if you will. And uh, I am a product of that lifestyle as well. You know, um, members of my family uh, <laughs> at one point in our history divulged it in some quote-unquote criminal activity um, and made quite the name for themselves in doing so. Uh, so I understand. I understand the parallels of that world because I'm, I'm, I find myself attracted to women who aren't um, from where I'm from. You know, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean the hood. That means they aren't... Uh, as seasoned to life and the world as I am. Oh, I like the way I put that. Uh, now in my life, I should say, back in the day, I used to, you know, that was that's all I went for. But now um, I found myself looking for a different kind of girl, a different kind of woman, I should say. You know, somebody from a different world, somebody from a different kind of um, background, somebody, what's the word they used to use? Across the tracks. In the south, so you know, whatever. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's strange how parallels just make themselves clear in the middle of nowhere. You know, it just comes out of nowhere, and I don't um I understand why uh, I have such a high frustration with some of the women I date because um when it comes to struggling, when it comes to stubbing your toe, when it comes to dealing with financial situations that you seem that like. Uh, it might be the end of the world that you can't handle. Um, it, it makes sense to why I'm more, or I shouldn't say more, why I'm better equipped to navigate through those situations. You know, if these these people, I can't blame these people for never having financial struggles early in their life. I mean, they were taken care of. You know, and that's not to say that, like, I grew up poor. My mama bust her ass to take care of us. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't want for shit. I, I should say, I didn't need anything. I wanted a lot, but I didn't need nothing. But, uh, anyway, um, yeah, Metal gets Finn a job in construction with the wise guys. And, uh, being that Finn is not of that ilk, uh, it's a culture shock for him. Man, he's getting, uh, it's really tough. He's getting beat on, you know what I mean? And not physically. I mean, not, they're not actually putting their hands on him. He's just doing real hard work. And he's not a, a hands in the hands on the ground, hands in the dirt kind of guy. <laughs> so uh, one of the days he's on the job, um, you know, it's it's a break, it's break time, and everybody's sitting around there, they're shooting the shit, they cracking, and uh, two of the wise guys getting some beef. One of the guys calls him a, a a fairy, or he calls him gay for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't take too kindly of it. You know, he was, he he gets up like I gotta piss. Takes a bottle and smashes it over this motherfucker's head and just proceeds to kick his face off uh, over and over again. Uh, 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 over and over again. And uh, this Finn kid is mortified. Everybody's laughing and joking. They're having a good time, you know, as they break it up, you know, and they, they pull the camera back and you see this guy's face is just destroyed, you know. And the, the Finn kid yaks all over the place. He throws up. And they're like, ah, oh, man, you're making the kid upset. <laughs> it's so funny. So for the rest of the day, you know, he's just distraught because he's never seen that level of violence. He's never uh, encountered two people interacting um, in a joyous manner. Uh, and then in, in a split second, everything turns into chaos, like instantly. You know, he, he compared these men to animals. And for the most part, they are. They're very dangerous, dangerous men, you know, but this is the life that they live to them. This is normal behavior. This is something that they've been through over and over and over again. This is a regular part of their existence. And it's like, uh, it just, it just brings me back to the idea that we all live in uh, conjoined but parallel worlds. Like I always say, reality is 100% neutral. It, it has no biases towards anyone. The, the, the world isn't skewed. The world isn't skewed in any direction physically, physics-based. You know I'm saying the wind's going to blow, the sun is going to shine, the earth is going to fucking turn. It's when you interact with other people and their perspective comes into your perspective. The world that they live in comes into the world that you live in. That's when things get all fucked up and, and jangled and tumbled around. That's when the communications break down. You grew up a certain way. I grew up a certain way. I bring my thoughts, my ideas, my traditions, my, my beliefs or things that I glorify, my morals all into your realm, and now we're intertwined. And the things you you believe in, and cross over with the things that I believe in, and that's when we fumble the ball. This poor Finn kid had never, ever, ever encountered anything like that in his life, and to Meadow, it's just a regular part of her existence.
yeah, she was sheltered from the violence, but she understands that, that it comes from that. Fuck, she lost a boyfriend two seasons ago. She doesn't understand that the circumstances, what the circumstances was. She knew he was of, a, of the lifestyle, but she understands that the, that the violence of that life that they live is ever present. So, uh, <laughs> Kid Finn can't eat, can't sleep. He's, he's just fucked up, man. He goes to work the next day, and, uh, Vito, uh, chubbier guy, he's made man. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the, one of the higher-ups. He's, 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 he's the guy at the site, official. He's the guy at that site. Uh, he kind of chummies, chummies up to the kid. He's like, yo, you know, I talk to your supervisor, bro. You come rock with us. I ain't tripping. Basically, and uh, <laughs> the next day, Finn, Finn um, he says he can't really afford to keep driving back and forth from Manhattan, New Jersey, in order to work on this job site. It's not he's not making enough money, so he just uh, leaves right then and there and go to work. And he catches this guy Vito in a very compromising situation with the male security guard. Come to find out, Vito was gay. Vito's a married man. Vito's also a maid man. He's a very, very dangerous guy. And uh, Vito notices that Finn notices him. So you can understand the situation that this young man is in. You know what I'm saying? He understands you know, he just witnessed a level of violence that he had never seen before in his life. Up close and personal. And here it is. The, the the boss of all of these motherfuckers so he got to be a nasty motherfucker in order to keep these other nasty motherfuckers in mind he catches him doing some shit that men of their ilk would get killed for and uh, he keeps his mouth closed he doesn't say anything you know what I'm saying later on he gets approached by Vito and Vito's like hey man you're gonna come to the baseball game we're gonna hang out, me and you. <laughs> on some one on one shit. Your man got some he came to came to him with some baseball tickets. Like, yo, we going to the Padres Yankees game, me and you. Hey, get the fuck out of here. So Finn runs home and he he, he backs his suitcase. He's like, man, I'm the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Him and Meadow are hanging out. And Meadow notices that his suitcase is packed. You know. And Finn tells her, hey, as Finn is explaining why he won't go back to work, uh, you know, he mentions that he caught Vito in this compromising position and he doesn't feel comfortable going back to that job site. All Meadow hears is he's not going back to work. Um, she doesn't, because I, I mean, she, like I said, she is mafia don. She, she, she she understands that the violence is there, but she doesn't have the presence of mind to understand how it could come to her front door. And in this situation, my man Finn is like, yo, this nigga either wants to fuck me or kill me, and I ain't with it. Neither one of them. I'm about to get the set. But Meadow, all she hears is, yo, you leaving me. And you didn't even ask me if I wanted to go. So now this impasse that they are at has become a crossroad. 
and two young people who are in love, but headed in two different directions, have uh, some questions that they need to ask each other. And they probably have been avoiding that conversation for a while. And now um, it's reached a point where it's unavoidable. You know, it's like uh, you got a decision to make, and that motherfucker's knocking on the door, and you bang hard, and you, it's kind of annoying. You know, you ever had somebody knock on your door really, 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 really hard? Really, 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 really fucking hard. You know, and at this point, they're almost kicking it down. That decision you need to make in the back of your head, should I continue to pursue this relationship? Is it, is the future um, is there a future in us? We are from two different, very distinct Ways of living. And, uh, in ways our belief systems match up. You know, we, we're, we're very fond of one another. But, uh, that decision we need to make is beating down the door. Are we going to continue to let uh, questions go unanswered or are we going to have a discussion about what it is that we're doing? Because, I mean, we're ascending to another level, both of us, both parties involved. Both individuals from two different parallel, uh, simultaneously existing worlds. Are we going to combine kingdoms? Take the, the best part of you and I take the best part of me. And we put all of that shit together into one new, uh, new world. You know, we create our own. Plane of existence. Or we just gonna refer back to what we know. You live over there and I continue to live over here and uh, part ways. Like I said, that impasse has become a crossroad. Are you ready to make the decision? to walk together or separate. Knocking at the door, man. Uh, ultimately, the decision is 
a hard one yet a simple one. Got reverberating effects for the rest of your life. Maybe you want to start all of this over. Somebody else, or are you ready to finally build that fucking beautiful, beautiful world that you've been dreaming of living in? Choice is yours. Um, I always uh, have a hard time starting these, man. But once I get on, it's like, fuck it. You know? It's getting late. I got to get ready for work. Post this, and then I'm going to get on the road. Fire in the Kitchen podcast, motherfuckers. Sleeper I got for y'all today comes off the much, 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 much anticipated album, Tory Lanez. Chicks take five. Been waiting on this shit for like two years. If y'all haven't heard of the Chicks Tape series, please go back to number one. Press play. He takes old R&B songs. He does what is, he, I guess he puts his Tory Lanez spin on the shit, but it, it's, it's fucking dope. Like, if you if you enjoy R&B music and if you enjoy new music, Chicks Take 5. This is The Take, Toy Lanes, featuring Chris Brown. Chicks Take 5. 